Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios. He does have a tricky body. Oh, he does. Okay. He doesn't look like, okay, look at if, if that guy's walking down the street, you have no idea who he is. I don't know if you're saying, yeah, he's the best quarterback in the world. This is the Press Box. So we, our mean, tricky body list is James Harden and Patrick Mahomes. And yeah. now Patrick Mahomes runs kind of fun. With Graney and Bischoff. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Travell Beck. Turbo Beck's body is not tricky. We know exactly what Turbo Beck's body is. It is not tricky in any way. Not at all. That is a complete lie. Stop trying to put Turbo Beck in that category. On ESPN Las Vegas. Here we go. It's Ed Tyler, the degenerate running the show today. Good show ahead. How many people know Danny's name versus just How know many, he's degenerate? It Danny? doesn't. That is very doesn't concern us. Because you just call him the degenerate. <laughs> yes. You don't even give him degenerate Danny. He's just the degenerate. The degenerate. I can't even spell his last name. I, I can't even nobody, say his last nobody name. Nobody knows what his last name no. is. Smythe Smith. Smythe. It's Smythe. all right. I was working with Jared yesterday, and I don't know if it was a joke, but he was looking for uh, my email to send me a couple pieces of sound to put opens and stuff together. And he was like, Daniel Smith. I was like, oh, really hope you're joking. Well, <laughs> it's Daniel. Yes. Oh, and he said it out loud. He said Smith. Yeah. That's all right. Kind of bugs you. No, not really. If you just change your email to Degenerate Danny, I'd have no problem finding it. That's right. Well, we'll pull up uh, immediately. We'll, Wouldn't have to worry about misspell, misspelling your last name. We'll talk to some people in the office, see if we can get that changed. <laughs> be a good <laughs> Good luck or, to you. Or just good go with, Ed can't even get into his email. I, I've been in my email since 1947. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The first bite. Will the Raiders land Aaron Rodgers this offseason? Would Aaron Rodgers want to play for the Raiders? Where would he want to play? Is There's, he like is he like Brady and he's only want to go to somewhere where he can win the Super Bowl? Or probably. he thinks he can win he thinks yeah. he can win the Super Bowl. But like he talked to Pat McAfee earlier this week and was all cryptic about, oh, well, the Packers, do they want me back? If they want to move on, they can move on. And and then he was like, But it all matters on when I make a decision and what I want to do. Like where where would Aaron Rodgers want to play besides Green Bay? Like we and we've done this conversation for like three straight off seasons now. San Francisco always gets brought up, but I can't imagine San Francisco would do that at this point. Uh, Las Vegas gets brought up a lot now that Devonte Adams is here. Maybe it makes more sense. Maybe he'd want to come here. Outside of that, it to me, I, I go back to the same, the same point I've made the last two off seasons. I don't think it makes sense for Aaron Rodgers to play anywhere else from his standpoint. Like his best chance to win an MVP or be a Super Bowl contender is to stay exactly where he's at. It's probably still Green Bay. Yeah. And it's been that way for a couple of off seasons. Now, again, if San Francisco is like, yep, we want Aaron Rodgers, then that's a that's a better situation. I'm assuming Rodgers has the car clause of uh, being able to reject a trade. I actually don't know the answer to that. I'm guessing I he does too. Guessing he does. Um, but I actually I don't know that for sure. But if we uh, make the assumption here that Rodgers could be on the move. Uh, Peter King wrote a story. He mentioned Seattle, New England, the Jets, and the Raiders as a possibility to land Tom Brady. Um, and he threw out there that the Packers want two first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers. So if Aaron Rodgers and the Packers come to some sort of agreement that say we're going to trade him, 
and Aaron Rodgers is interested in in the Raiders. Are you giving up two first round picks to go get Aaron Rodgers? Oh, it's a tough one at his age. I I tell you what, I'd give up two first round picks for Aaron Rodgers before I would Tom Brady. I think so too. Was he thirty seven, not forty five? Right. Is there really eight years between them? Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is thirty nine. Oh, okay. oh, all right, not only as six many. years. Well, if he's going to play as long as Brady, you're getting yeah, half getting, a decade out of him. He'll, I believe he'll turn 40 in November, maybe December. So right. near the end of next season. So you get a 39-year-old quarterback that's going to yeah. turn 40. I'd take the, I'd give up the two more for him than Brady. I think I agree with that, and I also think I, I wouldn't actually do either. I think I'd stay away from both if I were the Raiders. I think I'd say, no, we'll, we'll find a different way to handle our quarterback right. situation. We'll draft a guy. We'll go with... Garoppolo, Garoppolo we'll do, for a while and, right. and yeah, take a draft. Pick. We'll do something different than than bring on Aaron Rodgers because what by the way, quick side note, how much is Garoppolo gonna get in free agency? In the thirties? Is he gonna get that much? Like because I mean the way the market is for right. those guys. Right. It, but he's coming off an I don't know, because he's coming off an injury. Brock Purdy playing really well makes it seem like Jimmy Garoppolo. All right, you don't really matter. We could just draft a guy in the seventh round and he could be as good as you because that's what the 49ers did. I'm curious to see because I think there's a chance he might actually be a undervalued quarterback in the free agent market. And get paid less? Yeah, like I think there's a chance that Garoppolo could sign with a team on a much cheaper deal than teams normally sign a starting quarterback to. I think that's possible, but... You might be right. It's quarterbacks, and if team if two teams are like, yeah, we want you to start for us, you might end up making $35 million right, a year exactly. just because it's the quarterback. Because position. it's the quarterback. I'm just curious to see because that would be – like Garoppolo for $35 million a year, I don't want that. But if you told me, hey, Garoppolo's willing to, to play for like $20 million a year, I might be interested in that. That right. might actually be decent value on a quarterback that's not in the top five or ten or whatever – um, but if it's 35 million, then you're just talking about, you know, a Derek Carr situation, right? Again. A guy who's okay, but you're paying him quite a lot of money to just be okay. So back on Aaron Rodgers and the Raiders and the Packers in this situation, I don't think the Raiders should want him. Uh, do you think if, if he was available, the, the Raiders would go after him like our McDaniels and Ziggler sitting there? Let's assume Brady stays in Tampa. He makes that official. I'm coming I back think as a Buccaneer. You think they would I think go, they'd after go after him? I'd be curious to see. I mean, there's not the previous relationship like they have with, with Brady. Brady or Garoppolo. Right. And I, I wonder I wonder how desperate they are to to like that's our quarterback. Like that's the guy. It's not to where it's because if you get Garoppolo That's you, the bridge. Yeah, it's still like sort of question mark, right. right? It's like is you know, is he your long term answer? Right. Obviously, if you get Garoppolo, he's gonna be your Short-term answer, but that's what I'm curious is, is how desperate are they to find the guy at quarterback right away versus maybe having a little bit more uncertainty and, but potentially more flexibility. The other part on Rogers that I think is important here. I don't believe the Packers will trade him because if you look at his uh, salary situation, 2023, his cap hit is only $31.6 million. Now he's going to get paid fifty nine and a half million dollars. So Aaron Rodgers' cap hit actually isn't that much, but the money he's going to receive is very, very high. The problem for the Packers, though, if they trade him, 
they get a dead cap hit of $40 million this season, which means if they trade him, they're actually going to lose $9 million in cap space. Now, technically, he could be a uh, trade after June 1st and spread that dead cap hit over two years, but then the other team doesn't get Aaron Rodgers until June 1st, which I can't imagine a team would do. I have a hard time believing the Packers are going to say, okay, we'll trade you and take on a $40 million cap hit. hit. Right. Right. I can't imagine that's actually how the Packers will treat this. I almost feel like if Aaron Rodgers comes to Green Bay and says, I want to be traded to blank, that the Packers would just say, okay, sorry. Oh, yeah. You're our quarterback. Yeah. Either you're our quarterback or if you don't want to play, that's fine. We'll go to Jordan Love, but we're saving the $9 million in cap space. I I almost feel like if you're the Packers and that's what I would do. Right. You're like, okay, well, we signed the contract and and it kind of hurts us quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even know from the Packers standpoint, if Rodgers came to them and said, I want to be traded, that they would do that. I think they might sit back and say, that doesn't work for us at all. We're not doing that. Right. So I think it's I think we're into the third straight off season of there being Aaron Rodgers drama, but at the end of the day, going it's back better, to Green Bay, it's better for Rodgers and it's better for the Packers for that them he to just stay stays together. where he's at. Right, I, it's been that way for two straight off seasons. That's why he hasn't left Green Bay after the last two off seasons, and that's why I think he's not leaving Green Bay again this right. off season because it just makes more sense for him to stay there or retire if he ultimately wants to retire. But we've talked about it before. He's going to make $59.5 million. You're going to leave that much money on the table, no matter how much you've made. Right. No matter how much you've made. $59.5 million is quite a lot to just walk away from when, ah, I just need to show up for 17 games. Because that's the thing. Rodgers could be like, ah, I don't need to be there for half a training camp, right? He could pull the Brady and be like. He could pull Brady and not practice on Wednesdays. (laughs) And I'm going on vacation for a week (laughs) during training camp. Like, what? You want me to be here in (laughs) August? No. Going to the Bahamas. See you guys later. So I think he could do that. Um, an interesting thing the Raiders did yesterday. How much should we read into them signing Tyler Johnson to a reserves future contract? Enough to where I read the release and then I deleted it. That's it? So you're yeah. not buying into the idea that he was a Buccaneer and Tom Brady wants him? No. Okay. So Tyler Johnson was a Buccaneer. That might be the Raiders' way of enticing more out of Tom Brady. So, okay. which So Tyler Johnson was drafted by the Bucks, played with Brady there. Right. The Raiders signed him to this future reserves contract, which is really just a way to sort of claim the rights to a player. It's not really like a big deal in terms of him being on the team next year. Do you believe that it's more of the Raiders saying, oh, Brady knows this guy, so let's give him this future reserves contract, or is Brady already telling the Raiders which players to No, sign? I think it's more the Raiders okay. trying to take a chance and... <laughs> Not you're like, it's not risking anything. No, not at all. So that doesn't really matter. But I think it's the Raiders if they are interested, and we do believe they're interested in Tom Brady, trying to set some things up here to say, hey, we know we give up thirty points a game, and we know we have no one who can block for you. But guess what? We got Tyler Johnson on a reserve future deal. We know you can only put up nineteen points in a game. Yes. but come on down, we'll make it work. I uh, I love the stupid idea that oh Tyler Johnson's going to be the deciding factor for Brady. <laughs> That Brady's on the face. He's he, like, I could retire. I could go back to this Tampa. Guy's slot. What's I, happening with Renfro? I could sign with the Raiders. Oh my God, they got Tyler Johnson. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go there now. I love That's throwing the to Tyler pick. Johnson. It's a big deal. So yeah, Raiders signed Tyler Johnson. I doubt it actually means much, but he does know Tom Brady. It might. It's 
It's not as big of a deal as the Ravens signing Lamar Jackson's cousin, Trayvon Mullen, <laughs> which that is probably not a big deal. That's probably either. not a big deal either. But it is funny to sign Lamar Jackson's cousin or claim him off waivers, I guess. And then the Raiders come by and say, hey, Tom, does Tom Brady have any cousins in the league or not in the league? Just sign that Just guy. sign that guy. Yeah. Go up to the Bay Area and find a relative. Right. And be like, hey, does Tom like you? <laughs> Do you guys send each other Christmas cards? Have you cards? ever worn a helmet? Yeah. Come on. We're going to sign you to one of these cons. Don't worry. You're not going to get hurt. We just need Tom to have a reason to come by. All right. Coming up next here on ESPN Las Vegas, we'll get into some Golden Knights in the NHL. Stevenson back for Hague straight on. Gives up the shot. Passes left. Hutton scores from a sharp angle left circle. The Knights have tied it with eight minutes to go in the second period. Vegas coming out three on three. Through the neutral zone, Smith across the line with Marcheseau. Looks to Marcheseau toward the goal, and it is at the line. It is in the goal. Smith set up Marcheseau, and look out, the goalie then shoves. Marcheseau after the fact. No matter, puck is in the goal, and the Knights have taken the lead. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff. I'm reading this story from the month of December that a uh, sheep farmer in Georgia had his dog that was a great Pyrenees fight off a pack of coyotes that were trying to eat Eat his sheep and the dog killed eight coyotes. Good job dog. And then the dog uh, like ran off, didn't come back home. Uh And his owner thinks that the dog went to kill the rest of the coyotes that got away. And then the dog showed back up like two days later. Nice. Solid work. Yeah. And they're now retiring the dog because he came back with part of its tail missing and a giant cut, and they had to take him to the vet. That but dog the, deserves all the yeah. treats and everything. That's a golf clap. Yeah. That's a golf clap for that and dog. Dog's only dog's not dog's not even two years old. Twenty Ooh. months old. Killed how many in one stay? Eight. Eight coyotes, according and to the then owner. Went after the rest. <laughs> yeah, apparently. And according to the owner, the fight lasted longer than half an hour. Did the owner not like get involved? I don't know. That that is not part of the story. I don't I don't know what the owner was doing. Just watching. He was running away. Apparently. (laughs) I'd be sprinting. (laughs) If there were coyotes. (laughs) Uh, some video almost weekly now of coyotes uh, around the Summerlin area jogging around. There was even one in Henderson last week. Yeah, just walking around around on Pecos. Looking for breakfast. (laughs) Dogs. I, they do. Yeah. My <laughs> mother-in-law's uh, little uh, little puppy uh, got it on Thanksgiving Day one year by a coyote out in San Diego. Oof. Came down from the came down from the mountains and uh, did did the business. Sounds like in Mississippi when people would have their dogs eaten by alligators. You have alligators in Mississippi. So there's a reservoir near where we lived and. People live on the reservoir, like their backyards just back up to the reservoir. Right. And apparently those people would have their dogs eaten on a, I mean, I don't know, somewhat regular basis. I don't know if it was like every week somebody had one or just every now and then. But yeah, it's apparently somewhat of an issue. If you had your dogs and you lived on the reservoir, don't let them outside by themselves. Jeez. Yeah. So alligators there, coyotes here. Yeah. Let those two fight instead. Alligators would win easy, wouldn't they? Well, if the one dog's taken down eight of them, um, my guess is the alligator's got a better than even chance. I would say the alligator wins. I think against the alligator coyotes. wins that that battle. Have I told you about the dogs my mom has? Uh, so 
Maybe. She's got, you know, pigs and chickens and bees. Doesn't have sheep actually. Does she uh, did she get bees those. back? She's got bees, doesn't she? Well, after they, they after they all uh, got She the... ordered some. I don't know if she's received them. I don't oh, okay. know what the shipping time is on a on a hive of bees. <laughs> they don't just fly there. Amazon? Yeah. Throwing it outside your door and then giving the little picture and then Shut you get the email. <laughs> your your package has been delivered. But she has Armenian gampers, which are just these giant they're they're literally their only purpose is to like protect livestock is what they are. But she was telling us that apparently most Armenian gampers, they will go in and like cut their ears so they're not like flapping off the side of their right. head so that when they get in fights, whoever they're fighting can't bite and rip their ear. Can't bite and rip the ear. So you just take it off ahead of time. That way they can't then be wounded by somebody biting their ear. Man, if it's anything like these pictures I just pulled up, those are giant <laughs> they're, dogs. They're very big. They're very, very big. Like, I'm looking at one guy. His his dog is on the hind legs, and he's staring eye to eye with oh, his yeah. dog. Oh, yeah. You could just about ride the dog like a horse. Well, you're a dog lover. Do you do you play with them? Oh, they're, you, they, I mean, are they, they nice dogs? People. Oh, yeah. They love people. Oh, they do? Oh, yeah. Very friendly to people. Phenomenal. Yeah. Very nice. That dog is huge. Oh, How yeah. many does she have of those? Uh, four of them. The problem is four dogs that big. The problem she she's well, they don't come inside. They're just they I just hope live not. outside. The problem she ran into is feeding them. According to her, <laughs> I think they just eat things in the woods. Uh, according to her, it's uh, it, Armenian gampers. The female is the dominant one, and she got two females and two males, and they the females fight each other. So she actually keeps them separated, and like. Two of them sort of protect the cows and the pigs, and the other one is like the chickens the and chickens. the goats, or something like that. But yeah, but they're 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 lovable to people. Like they'll they'll bark at you and scare you a little bit if they don't know who you are, and you just drive up. Right, right. But like after a while, they're they're love. They'll come up and like, yeah, pet me. I want some attention. If that thing barks at me, I'm driving away. <laughs> that thing is massive. I think that's the point. Get Danny they're, do, the they're doing their job if yeah. you're driving away. Yeah. So yeah, she's got four of those that are big dogs. She actually has uh one of them got a toe infected or something like that. One of them actually was living inside because had some she toe put injury. She one of those dogs inside the house. Oh yeah. I mean, she'll put I mean, one how can't it house. like knock stuff over and everything It, as big it as has it its own bed and its own room. <laughs> she's almost like a person. She doesn't have enough bedrooms for that. <laughs> Cuz she already has four dogs that do live inside with her. Four so extra she's dogs. She's got like seven or eight dogs. She has n- Nine, I nine think. dogs. Yeah, I mean, what kind of dogs live are on inside? A farm, uh, makes sense. Labradoodles and golden doodles. Those okay. are the ones that, like, we. She was a labradoodle and golden doodle breeder when I was in high school. That do you stay at the house break. when you go, or do you get a, you no, get a hotel? We st- when we went, it was me and like all my siblings. So we stayed at an Airbnb. No chance we're staying. No, I was going to say with all those animals, we stayed there once. It's like the first time she moved to her new house. But, yeah, she's only got two bedrooms in that house. <laughs> yeah, one's for the dogs. <laughs> You're not staying in that. Eight or nine dogs. That sounds Imagine like, that on a daily basis with all those animals. That sounds like my girlfriend's dream. That whole the situation. The cows, the chickens, nine dogs, everything. Good luck with that, Danny. I know. You, you want to go visit my mom? She'll take some help. Yeah, we'll go visit her. When we went down to the DR, we were milking cows. 
We went on like a little excursion and we milk cows. Do you like to fish? Oh, I love fishing. She's got a pond that my brother just goes over and fishes at. See, that would be bad because I would be at the pond all day. And oh, my so girlfriend he would hate I think me. I, I think I told you this, Ed. When so he lives in Mississippi. Me, my two sisters, my dad, and a couple of cousins. We all came in for my grandmother's ninetieth uh, birthday, surprised her, and all that. He comes over when we're all there. We haven't seen him yet. Doesn't come in the house and say hello. Just walks around to the pond and starts fishing. See, I would probably walk into the house with my fishing pole in hand, give everyone a quick one one arm hug, and be like, "You'll catch me outside." <laughs> we didn't even get that. We had to get up and walk out to him to say hello by the pond to be like, "Hey," and he's like, "What? What's up?" Hey, huh? Yeah, that's your brother. Yeah, who have not seen you in a while. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. I haven't seen any of us in a while, and he just walked out there to fish. Wow. The important things in life, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't He's got his priorities. I didn't want to say hello to all those people anyways, so I would have done the same thing. Say hi to I your grandma? Fishing. Yeah, I did say hi to her. We had to surprise her. It was fun. Do you fish, Tyler? <laughs> no. Oh. I don't care about fishing at all. Oh, I love fishing. Not a chance. But Where do you fish does. here? Uh, Lloyd Lamb? A couple places. No, not Floyd Lamb. Uh, I'll either go up north to... Um, I can never remember the town, but it's the one by the prisons. And then, oh yeah, Danny and his map of the prisons. In or his brain. I'll uh, occasionally I'll go down to Boulder City, or I'll even go um, across the border down in Arizona and fish on the river. I missed this part. You have maps of prisons. No, no you were here. You don't remember when he when we were talking about prisons in Nevada, and Danny was ripping off where every single prison was. I just know where three of them are. I don't know where any how of them many, are. How many but, are there? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. But I only know where three are, and two of them are literally across the street from each other. Yeah. It's prison. My my cousin. So I had a cousin get married in Colorado. I have another cousin that lives oh, in Wyoming. Sorry, Cold Creek. Ah, well, okay. My cousin lived in Wyoming, drove to the wedding, stopped while driving because he thought the river next to the road looked like a good place to fish. Had his stuff with him? Yeah, and just pulled over, got out, fished for like an hour, got back in and came back. Oh, that, driving to the that's my buddy. He went to uh, <laughs> he went to Salt Lake to visit his mom, and he takes his fishing stuff with him every time he goes up there. And on the way home, it's like, what, a six-hour drive? Six something hours. Like that? Yeah, about six. It took him almost 12 hours because he would fish the river. <laughs> he stopped he would, multiple times? He would stop for like an hour, <laughs> fish that spot, and then drive like, a, like 10, 15 miles down the road, stop, fish that spot, <laughs> go down more. Oh, yeah. All right. Coming up next here on ESPN Las Vegas, Lindsey Brown joins the show. Kalorn on his man and Sergeyev with a swing and a miss, and here comes Eric Sinek. He's in short-handed scores. That is the eighth short-handed goal scored this season by the Minnesota Wild, and it's one nothing. Text Granny and Bischoff at six nine one eight seven with the word ESPN. Joining us now here on ESPN Las Vegas is. Lindsey Brown. Good morning, Lindsey. What's up? Good morning. You're up. <laughs> oh, I'm up. I'm walking to the grocery store right now, guys. My day is being attacked. You're in the grocery store right now? No, I'm walking there. I'm, I'm about to be in the grocery store, but I need to get some bread for peanut butter toast that's going through loaves like crazy. So I, I think I'm going to drive to Utah today, so I want to make sure I get a good, a good meal in myself before I go. Uh, All right, take your fishing pole. Oh, no. There's a lot going on here. All right, first off, 
are you going to be the only person under the age of 60 in that grocery store? Perhaps, perhaps. Okay. But these are my people, though. Like, uh, they don't move too fast. They're not going to go for a bean line for the same type of product. I'm just there to get to my wheat bread, get a gallon of milk, get about six packs of gum for today, and get the hell out of there. All right, another important question. You said peanut butter toast. Uh, do you eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, or are you going to tell us something weird like you don't like jelly? Oh, no, I'm a huge fan of raspberry jam, specifically okay. Smuckers. The only other jam I eat is the one that's in the Incrustables, but that's for special occasions. But I love peanut butter and jelly. I always put pe- uh, potato chips on my PB&J. But oh, my gosh. I'm, just, I'm not in that mode right now, but I'm in peanut butter toast mode. It's just a different delicacy. That was my dinner <laughs> last night. Was peanut it? butter and jelly with chips? PB&J with some sour cream and onion and a banana. Great minds eat alike, Ed. You're darn right. That was that was the dinner last night. I can't believe it. Look at you. Do you do you buy the jam and peanut butter mixed jars? No. What are what am I, Matilda? Certainly not. They need to be separated, uh, and 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 you bring the concoction together when it's finally showtime. Are you going to Utah for Culver's? Well, I'm not not going to (laughs) stop. You know, it's conveniently located on the way there. I don't know. I'm really not it that much which is kind of surprising but i just don't know the next time i'm going to be able to get over there and so i just want to take today maybe stop by Culver's, go to my little labyrinth in the middle of the desert write some note cards get on my horse and get home it's still, i think it's gonna be a solid day i should be home by dark all right i i also have uh something important that i, I think you're gonna like i think i know your new favorite soccer player uh, there's there's a teenager who played for Team USA last night who's a goalie, and his name is Gaga. So that's what the tweets I was seeing. It's like, is Lady Gaga, like, semi-involved again in Wednesday season? two drop already. So the goalie's name is Gaga. Why, why, why will I like him? Is it the number? Is it the spirit? Is it the personality? Why do you think I'm going to be a huge fan? You like Lady Gaga, and he's a goalie. That's all I got for you. <laughs> Which Lady Gaga song would he be? Like, if, if he had to pick a theme song and the way he plays. Listen, say, I do not know enough about him or Lady Gaga to answer that question. I've seen him play one soccer game in my life, and it was last night. I, w- I would say just strictly by the name of the song, probably Poker Face, because goalies don't want to oh. give away anything. Oh, wow. Wow, uh, Danny. That's a, that's a basic answer, but it's an answer that's better than Tyler. It's a great right. answer. He saved me. He absolutely saved me. That's, that's a great, great answer. It was. Ed, Why is there? Ed is genuinely impressed right now. Yes. <laughs> by the way, that is the only song title I know by Lady Gaga, and it's because of South Park. Pop, 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 poker face. Pop, pop, poker face. Did you like A Star is Born? Uh, it was all right. I, when things get super overhyped and everybody's like, this is the greatest, you know, you walk into a room of 100 people, you know, that award show bit that she was doing. I, it's all right. I, I prefer Fame Monster Tour Gaga. She was my first ever concert, and so I like it when she's, like, in a meat dress and having some 80s synth seats behind her. So, I mean, Riley Cooper, he's I. Right. I think uh, the meat dress is important here because, like I always tell you, goalies are just meat bags. This is true. Some people are just meat bags, and some people do meat fashion. Regardless, uh, we're icons, and uh, we deserve his respect. All right, here's a, here's a hockey question for you. What the hell were the Canucks doing with Bruce Boudreaux? 
What an absolute dumpster fire in organization they are. Like, the sickest jerseys in the league. There's no such thing as a bad jersey for the Vancouver Canucks history-wise. But they just, the humanity is so missing in sports today, and especially in hockey, and that's just where we run into this, because Bruce Boudreau is one of the most well-liked coaches in the entire league, and granted, he's at the last, he's on the last stops of his NHL career. He's played, he's been in the game for decades. He had one of the most well-liked individuals in the game. And you just treat the guy like garbage where you let all the stories about his eventual demise leak out. You don't say anything to him face-to-face. And at least the fans are giving him some love. I mean, you had them uh, serenading him on his final game, and you could tell he was super emotional. And last night, they're in Seattle getting their butt kicked. <laughs> and then the Seattle fans are going, ooh, there it is. And I'm like, it, it's going to be a thing going forward, and it's a very toxic culture there right now. And it trickles all the way down to the on-ice product, so – I like Rick Pocket, but he has a hell of a project on his hands. The Canucks make the Golden Knights firing coaches look nice. Yeah. So then you're like, we're not as inept. Congratulations. <laughs> is, is Jack Eichel the guy on the back of the bus now, not even a passenger, but he's the kid that nobody lets him sit in the back of the bus? What is going on with him? I think he's hurt. I oh. think he's banged up. And that shouldn't be an excuse because – this is a guy who's supremely talented that scores a lot of goals and is a presence. But as we talked last week, he disappears for points of time. He's not taking ice. He's not attacking gaps like he should. Because ultimately, I don't think he's mentally feeling confident being able to do any of that. So we just don't try as much. We make different decisions. And so uh, either that confidence is because, A, I'm not playing well and I know it. B, I'm hurting and I can't do anything about it. Or C, I'm struggling to find my game because of a combination of something else. And, you know, you pay these guys a lot of money to figure it out and to trust the process. And honestly, that doesn't truly matter. But this team really needs him to start clicking again because you can't be so reliant on the, on the depth score that they've had where you're asking guys who, you know, are spending the majority of their time in the AHL or playing hard minutes. They're like, yeah, oh, and score goals too because our goal scorers aren't doing it. And so hopefully, Tomorrow is uh, the start of a new pattern. But, I know, they got their asses kicked by the Rangers last time they played, so we'll see. What, uh, what did you make of Bruce Cassidy playing Logan Thompson in back-to-back games, or both games of a back-to-back? Is that uh, desperation, urgency, or just uh, Bruce Cassidy making a goalie decision in January that doesn't matter that much? I think he's trying to do right by his goaltender, honestly. If you listen to his post-game comments following the game the other night, Tommy played really well. And a lot of these games that he's lost, like I think he's lost six or seven decisions in a row, it, ha- it hasn't been his fault. Like he always hasn't been the solution, but they're not all on him. And so I think Bruce is like, we got to go back to Logan because he's playing well and he's not getting, you know, the positive feedback and reinforcement that we want. And that's really important for a kid like him, especially being young and uh, going down the stretch here for the second half of the year. And there's going to be that disruption for the all-star break too. So. Uh, I don't. I don't mind it. He's young. You should be riding your best goaltender because ultimately you got to give your team the best chance to win. And he's probably the guy that gives it to you on a night by night basis. Is it too simplistic to say Mark Stone means this much? No, I. Mark Stone is such a unique player because he's not a guy that you believe in because he's going to beat you with a superstar speed or superstar shot, but. He's just a larcenous human being. He creates so many turnovers and, and creates so much indecision and second-guessing on the ice that your opponents aren't really ever comfortable. And then sometimes he can chip in. And then 
he's a guy that drives that puck down low behind the net where this team just really doesn't like going. It's it's hard to quantify the magnitude of his injury, especially with a team that is still trying to find their identity as a group. I still think there's remnants of COVID, guys. I, I, I think we're still working through a lot of stuff from last year. Not having your captain in the, in the lineup is a huge deal, especially someone as inspirational as Stonis. Before we let you go, um, it's been now three straight off seasons of Aaron Rodgers drama. As a Vikings oh, fan, do you enjoy the Aaron Rodgers drama because what it means to the Packers in turmoil, or are you just annoyed with Aaron Rodgers? I'm so annoyed with him. I'm so I just I would prefer not to hear anything about that man. I just the self importance that just radiates from him is incredible. Honestly, it's kind of uh, amazing and almost enviable because it's just it's an art to always make it about yourself as often as he does. It's, like, I, I like the demise. I like that it throws them into a little bit of disarray. And eventually, they're going to get to a point where they don't have a superstar quarterback like they've had for the last 20-something years. Whether that's now, I'm not sure. But I don't know. There's a lot of people saying that he might be coming here. And I'm going to have to start whistling at least a semi-different yeah. tune, which I'm not happy about. <laughs> you're, uh, real quick, your Ken doll was not a finalist for Coach of the Year. Yeah, the disrespect for the purple, guys. I just, I don't understand it. I mean, there's a lot of coaches that did some good things this year, especially first-year head coaches, and there's a lot of disrespect in terms of, well, are the Vikings legit? Well, they weren't legit because they got their asses beat in the first round after going 13-4. and four. And so I think there's a little bit of carryover for that. But you know what? We don't need awards right now. We're not at the peak. This is just part of the trajectory. All right, Lindsay, enjoy your peanut butter toast. Get that peanut Thanks. butter. You guys, you have a great rest of your days. Lindsay Brown. Thanks for joining us, Lindsay. Um, Walk into the store. That's right. Only old people go to the grocery store this early in the morning. Oh, it's 7.30 in the morning? Yeah, 100%. Wouldn't know what to do. You wouldn't know what to do? Wouldn't know what to do. At the grocery store? I mean, I wouldn't go this early. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't go to Smith's this early. (laughs) Or Albertson's. I got to throw them both in there. Everything's on the shelf, though. See, the problem is we go to the grocery store at night and everything's gone. Do you do the uh, click pickup? No, they get it. They always are like, we're out of this. Do you want to substitute it? Okay. It's always like, no, that, why would I want That is true. That is bizarre? true. We do some click pickups, and that's the one thing that really bugs you is, I didn't order that. Right. Why are you giving me that? Yeah. It's a, it's convenient. It is. It's we, convenient we to did it click during, away. And we did then, it during COVID. And right. It, but they always, it always be like, ah, oh, we're out of this. And you, you wanted honeycomb cereal. Instead, we got your raisin Curious. brand. And I'm like, those are not the same thing right. at all. But that's what they do. So, no, we just go in and get it and get get the hell out of there. My girlfriend hates the grocery store. It is like her least favorite errand of all time is going that to the grocery store. When you have store. to go. Oh, she despises it. Just cannot stand. She's like, let's get the hell out of here. Really? Yes. Cannot stand being in the grocery store. So do you eat a lot of meals out? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We don't we, Neither of us are very good. So folks. it's not like you go once a week and do a huge shopping. I mean, we probably go about once a week or three times a month, basically, but right. we just get a little bit each, We are, you know, a decent amount. We don't go once, and it's like, oh, we're going to Costco for the month. <sighs> That's a night. Those are the worst people man. at grocery stores. They, like, have two carts full of stuff. Oh, man, when we had kids at home, when I was, was a, a Costco trip. When I was growing up, my stepdad was in the military, so we would go to the commissary on base. One Saturday, I will never forget this. We spent nine hours oh in the grocery God. store. What? I'm not even joking. We Doing walked out what? shopping. We walked out. Did you eat while you were there? 
All uh, we would open some stuff and start snacking. Yeah, you're there for nine hours. All of us, me, my brother, my mom, and my stepdad, we all had one cart completely <laughs> full to the top where stuff was falling off. It was a nightmare. I would quit the family. It was a nightmare. Not if I was there for more than like two hours. Not nah, I'm done with this family. I'm gonna go find a new one somewhere else. I can't believe you. What you'd be? How many aisles were there that you had to go up and down for nine hours? Was uh, it like a Costco? Was- yeah, I mean, it's your typical grocery store, maybe slightly bigger, but it's better prices. So we would drive to the base instead of going to the local grocery store. The problem is there were 400 other families with four carts pushing right. around the grocery store. It was bumper cars every aisle. <laughs> excuse me. Boom. Excuse me. Boom. Get out of my way. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it was it was a nightmare. Coming up next here on ESPN Las Vegas, Lights FC almost brought Chalice back. As well, but that's a bad one. Grainy and Bischoff are back on the press box. Did you just play random soccer highlights? I played Bourne FC highlights from two weeks ago when they played uh, Burnley. Bournemouth? Yeah, Bournemouth played. He said Bourne FC. Oh, I thought I said Bournemouth FC. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, random soccer highlights. Nah, it's considered local now. They're not any good. I still don't think it's they've won. still local. Have I they still, won since he took over? I think they got a draw in a game, but that's it. I don't think they've won anything since Bill, <laughs> Bill Foley bought Bournemouth. Still local. Disaster. <laughs> a disaster. That's why he went and bought a team in France, too. He's like, this one can't win any games. <laughs> Yeah, since he bought them, uh, they have lost seven of eight, and that one that wasn't a loss was a draw. Good luck to that manager. Yikes. Not very good for Bournemouth. But Lights FC. They back? They exist. They hired a manager yesterday or a head coach, Isidro Sanchez, whose name might be familiar because he's the son of Chalice, the first ever. Keeping it in the family. Manager of Lights FC. Now, Isidro was here under... Mm-hmm. So right. he's been with Las Within Vegas Lights before. Yes, yes. Granted, that was back in 2018. So now I get to yell about bringing back Chalice, which is the only thing I've ever wanted because he is the funniest man to have ever managed a team here ever. The guy in a preseason game got a red card and went in the stands and started smoking, smoking. with fans. Will this get you to more games? Oh, I'd go to the same amount regardless of who it was. Yeah. Well, if they win, it, that'll be better, but I have no idea. I don't know if he's going to be good. They've never won. They've never, they've never, never been, been, never good. been in the playoffs. Yeah. So just don't be awful and it'll be the best season they've ever had. Uh, I also need uh, him not to poke refs in the chest like Chalice did. He got, suspended. you need him not to, or you need him to well, do Well, he got suspended for poking a ref in the chest, but the problem is, is he did it like in the tunnel, apparently like we didn't get to see it. It was just, oh, he's suspended. What happened? Uh, he assaulted a ref, I think, is what the U.S. Did Cedro then take over as the coach? Yeah, yeah, he he got to. All manage. right, so he's first in line. Yeah, yeah, he All got right. to do that. So, Chalice is almost back. Chalice Junior is back, which is probably insulting to Cedro Sanchez to call him Chalice Junior. Uh, but here's another interesting part: Lights FC they announced some player signings yesterday. Nine players, four of them actually have USL experience. They actually look like they might have a decent start to a roster here. But one of the signings is Andrew Carlton. 
who has a Wikipedia page, but on his Wikipedia page has a section called Discipline Issues and Distractions. All right. All right. <laughs> That's what because, you want on your wiki page? Because he was once a part of Atlanta United, who's Major League Soccer team. And there are two stories here. One, before Atlanta won MLS Cup, he broke team curfew and was effectively suspended for MLS Cup. And they didn't even let him participate in like the parade celebration afterwards. And another time, they were going to play in Canada and he forgot his passport so he didn't even get to go with the team to Canada to play some games. Uh, so not the biggest issues in the world, I guess, but it's never good when you sign a player at the USL level and he has a discipline issues on his Wikipedia And he's distracted page. a lot. Right. So Lights FC, they exist. Nice. They have players nice. and a coach. Flashbrook, where are you, Kent? 